0: It. It. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Eric Chartrand! Eric Chartrand! Eric
1: Chartrand! I need stop getting up so fast. I'm gonna pass out.
0: Hey, roaches. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through second-hand items searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, potbelly bear bank, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Wow. it seems as though that you have stumbled upon a very special episode of Thrifty. Welcome, secondhand shopping for warm people. I'm your host, Toddy, and this week, super cool thing going on. It is the Brick Body Kids one year anniversary. Bark, bark. And I'm uh, here with uh, Brick Body, Shane Becker, in his Shane corner on the couch. How you feeling, dude? Bark, bark. Oh, I do want to say thank you to everybody who took the time to nominate Thrifty and And or nominate Brick Body Kids for Pittsburgh's best of through the city paper. Um, And everybody who uh, was a part of that, uh, we will let you know if we do make it to the next round, because this is only nominations. Once you're nominated, you have to get enough votes to be nominated Then once you're nominated, then it goes up to a straight-up vote to the finish. And so hopefully uh, Thrifty and or Brick Body Kids uh, finds its way uh, at least in the top three. But if not, that's okay. There's a lot of other cool things out there. Um, But this episode in particular, first act, we got that curated thrift haul going. Second act, there is a uh, taped live uh, NHL 2007 battle. Between Brickbody, Shane, and myself. The Tulsa Force. Versus the Houston Hogs. Our created
1: teams that we drafted a couple nights ago.
0: So you're going to hear about that in Act 2. And then Act 3, of course, is uh, uh, we we, uh, see how many points that we've collected through Act 1, which is usually very few. And then Act 3, we we play a game to see who comes out as the episode's winner. So we're going to do a bunch of stuff this week. Um, So I say we get uh, right into the, the celebration. So Brick Body Kids is officially one year old. Our very own business. Our very own baby. Our very own Brother and baby. Brick Body Kids are the same age now. Crazy. So You're my, one year old. So my cat. You're a baby. And our business are the same age. Um, so our business was late July, early August, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he was. I guess he's a little bit older. So a little bit I older. I mean, we than our made business. our first
1: sale July nineteenth, and it
0: is now July twenty second. That's pretty cool. So it's exactly well, almost exactly one year. Mm-hmm. So any any uh, memories from the past year uh, doing the, doing this whole thing? Well, we kicked off with a
1: big big uh, green tennis ball. Green tennis ball find. Jack Wilson on the thrifty excursion. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of fun shows. Thriftython last year was really good.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say thriftython the the live podcast backslash vintage seller market bangerang was pretty much pretty it was pretty cool. I gotta say big
1: bangerang.
0: Uh, unfortunately, with the pandemic, we haven't had the opportunity to do more live events or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or sell anywhere um but uh, we do appreciate uh what the the sales we do get because again we have the ebay store instagram so thanks everybody for that but hopefully we'll get out there selling i don't know if we're both alive next year
1: (laughs) (laughs) our last live event we did um at the pittsburgh flea was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun yeah got to eat some pretzels
0: oh okay that's just that's something that we could definitely open up with I, uh, pretzel guy was sick. I I turn I
1: I. You uh, had a good turn on him.
0: I had a uh, change of opinion. You were like, "Why is this pretzel guy here? What's he doing here?" Well, there was a lot of vendors. There was, uh, you know, different artists. There was jewelers. There was people selling plants. There's people selling clothes like us. And there's people selling clothes like us. Mudroom and- vintage. Mudroom vintage. Yeah. Very cool people. Yeah, they were cool folks. We're setting up. There's a guy come in selling spicy pretzels. <laughs> He's got a tie-dye shirt on. He's got a tie-dye shirt on. He was selling spicy uh, pretzels. And spices. And it was de- pretty much dead center yeah. in, in the function was the, with the, <laughs> was the guy selling pretzels uh, that he put spice on. And I'll tell you what, annoying, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? By the end of that day, I We, we ate did.
1: some pretzels. They were pretty okay. They
0: were fine.
1: The less spicy ones were better. When that's normally not how it works for me. Yeah, same. the spicy ones were buns.
0: Interesting.
1: I went home and ate them. Buns. Buns. They, however, the not really spicy ones, but kind of spicy ones, are really good dipped in French onion dip. Well, uh, is French onion dip well received outside of like this area of the United States?
0: I was about to say French onion dip. Um, I think Pittsburgh is real big on French onion dip. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they really are. <laughs> and I, I was going
0: to say, I don't think, I myself am not a French onion dip guy.
1: Slops the Clown, this is a direct call out to you in Australia? Yeah. Do you do you even know what French onion dip is?
0: Our friend Slops the Clown um, on our Thrifty Podcast Instagram, at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram, he had found a Potbelly Bear Bank.
1: That was, it's a good bank. And, and it really made me sad that all I contributed was uh, gun corn holders.
0: Well, even so. I mean, I it was still a very fine. But so if you hop over to our Instagram, um, we talked about previously on the show DJ Lil uh, buying a secondhand Potbelly Bear Bank, also, Slops the Clown bought a secondhand. Potbelly Bear Bank, and they're across the world from <laughs> another. So if you go to the Thrifty Podcast Instagram, they, they are collected in one picture. I want
1: you to, when you do the opening this week, instead of big budget baggers, just insert that soundbite of you going Potbelly Bear Bank.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just right over top of it. Just yeah, for fun. Okay, we'll see if anybody notices. I'm sh- I'm I'm sure I'll at least get one DM about it. I'm, I'm sure for it. So uh, so to celebrate our one year, uh, let's do what we uh, uh, claim to do pretty okay, and let's get into our curated thrift haul. We're going to hop into our first act, Something You've Never Seen Before. Something you've never seen before. For new listeners to the show, this is when we uh, talk about a, our curated thrift haul that we brought in for this act. And then we ask each other thrifty, trivia, trivia questions based on the piece that we have uh, A, B, C, D question. And D is always none of the above. And since we are uh, local to Pittsburgh.
1: What's up? I thought it would be cool to do a Pittsburgh episode. To
0: do a Pittsburgh episode. You mentioned some French onion dip, right? You mentioned chip chop ham. We meant chip chop ham. So um, we are going to uh, let the rest of the world know of some other things that have existed in Pittsburgh, namely a vintage 80s Pittsburgh 3WS radio summer oldies celebration Three And
1: now for yo- for those who shirt. don't know, 3WS is a um, radio station that only plays music for divorced moms.
0: And uh, they do it pretty well. And uh, the shirt itself is, the brand of the shirt is, my shirt is made in the USA brand. I
1: completely forget what even the tag looks like on this. I remember finding yeah, here, this.
0: Here, I'll throw it over to you. It's,
1: super thin.
0: Yeah, it's toddy th- it's t- 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 heat. It's definitely toddy heat. Um, and so on the front of it, we have a, a uh, bird, a toucan, a, a toucan, and the toucan is jamming out with some sunglasses and 3WS Radio. Um, interesting enough, with 3WS Radio, yes, it's a classic hit station here. It's at ninety four point five, and it's currently owned by iHeart Radio. Uh, what isn't at this point? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Talk about big media takeover. <laughs> Um, I Heart Radio has definitely at least done that. Um, so with, the, with this shirt, they had Summer Oldies Celebrations. And this was the, the third one, and it was sponsored by Giant Eagle. And the thing about Giant Eagle, I think we saved Giant Eagle Talk for another time. And I think we will know when it's right to talk about Giant Eagle.
1: I think it's funny how in Philadelphia they don't have Giant Eagle, they have Giant. And their football team is called the Eagles. They just split it up. I never put one and one together, but that is true. Um, one of my favorite things of all time is we played n h we play NHL seven, and we will later today. But we play it as well all the time. Uh, another PlayStation two game, and will be the show two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you play at Yankee Stadium. You know how in the old MLB games they would have the ads on the walls, but they would be like just some random thing. Yeah, like yeah, it would yeah. look like the sure. ad, but it was a different name. Mm-hmm. They have a giant eagle one, but instead of it saying giant eagle, it says giant rats.
0: Are you serious? I'm so straight it, it up. shows the straight up giant eagle logo, but it says it giant has rats.
1: The giant eagle logo is a big red rounded mm-hmm. rectangle, and it's a big
0: red rounded rectangle with giant rats. Okay, and I'm definitely it, gonna have to check that out. Or at least Google funny. it. Maybe we'll put it in the pictures. I'll look for it when tonight when we post the episode. Yeah. Um, so, some giant eagle talk. But three WS, uh, its first air date was December twelfth, nineteen forty. So it's it's been jamming the oldies for eighty years. So it in itself is an oldie, and. Uh, With that, the station actually received, um, and when I was writing notes, I was half high on an edible, and the station received three macaroni awards, but I wrote, Three macaroni awards. I thought that's what it is. Oh, macaroni? What is that? Just
1: like National Fun Radio Station of the Year?
0: Yeah. The Marconi Awards are, uh, it's uh, what they are is this National Association of Broadcasters. So basically, everybody in radio gets together and makes a mass vote. And uh, the Marconi Awards awarded 3WS. Uh, three awards in different years and they were all for best oldies in the United States. Very nice. So that is something in Pittsburgh that we have a claim to fame that our radio station has won for the best oldies and decade to get decade what three WS does it dumps another decade. So the oldies obviously 10 years ago were a little bit different than the oldies now. But as of, recent, shirts. Yeah. Yeah, as of recent, they're even getting into some 90s stuff. Which Ooh. We're, we're teasing some toddy heat there. <laughs> oh, no. We're getting some toddy heat What 90s now. stuff are they playing on 3WS? Uh, well, right now they do like Stone Temple Pilots. Pearl Jam and stuff like that. But they have some Springsteen on there. And uh, so with this shirt, actually, it's it's a white shirt. It's thin, as Shane had said. It's an XL. Three WS had Oldies concert, Oldies concerts like Oldies nights at Three River Stadium. Yeah, and Three River Stadium was formerly with the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team and the Pittsburgh Steelers football team uh, played in. And and I uh, was checking out some clips from these oldies nights at three Rivers stadium. And, um, it, it, uh, they really hyped up, uh, in a, a, one appearance in particular, it was for a uh, DJ Wolfman Jack.
1: I looked them up. Yeah. He looks like all four of the impractical jokers pushed together with a mullet.
0: So he was the, the big get for those, uh, summer oldies nights. And three rivers was just like a giant circle. Uh, it, uh, well, they, they blew it up in 2001. It took a couple tries to blow that I've thing up. i told you my 3 year story. Yeah. I used to simulate – we've talked about this before, but I'll say it again. Yeah. Uh, my
1: grandparents babysat me instead of me going to preschool when I was younger, and I would play in their kitchen with styrofoam bowls and act like I was tearing down 3 Rivers stadium with a uh, stapler remover. Staple remover. That's pretty and cool. And cut up some bowls. And that's like that's a Pittsburgh thing.
0: That's a Pittsburgh, that's a Pittsburgh thing. Cutting Pittsburgh up some balls at your Grams, yeah, yeah. Acting like you're tearing down a stadium. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but it held uh, fifty nine thousand for football, and uh, pretty much like forty eight thousand for for baseball. It was round. It was just a giant round thing. But uh, unfortunately, DJ Wolfman Jack uh, passed away in nineteen ninety five. R I so P. That's oh. when I. That's when I was born. So, I will dedicate the first thrifty, trivia, trivia question to our boy, DJ Wolfman Jack. Who died not too long ago on July 1st. Ooh, so it's almost the this anniversary. A happy
1: anniversary, DJ Wolfman Jack.
0: Uh, so, my question for you, Shane, to see if you could get the first point oh, of the episode. Birthday. It is 3WS related. Okay. It's 3WS related. Uh, in its illustrious 80 years on Ooh. the air, 3WS. Has had some charming on-air personalities. This is
1: great fluff. The beginning of
0: this question, I love it. Which of these is is a former three WS on-air personality? A. Bumper Morgan. B. Benson Granado. C. Tim Phyllis. D. None of these. None of the above. A. Bumper Morgan. B. Benson Granado. C. Tim Phyllis d none of the above and it's a luxurious 80 year career what who was who was once upon a time on 3ws radio what are you thinking over there
1: bumper morgan pops immediately mm-hmm. i know granados have a name for themselves in pittsburgh tony Granado used to coach the penguins i'm sure he has kids here too um could have been a relative yeah I don't even remember. something with Tom Phyllis, Tim Phyllis, Tim Phyllis. I Tim mean, Phyllis. even if he well, he just doesn't have a radio name,
0: Tim Phyllis. Yeah, fuck yeah, I guess that. not, right?
1: Granados have a history. Bumper Morgan sounds cool. Bumper Morgan stood out for me in the beginning. I'm gonna go a Bumper Morgan.
0: A Bumper Morgan.
1: Yeah, and if if it's B, I mean, I should have just went with the Pittsburgh connection.
0: Yeah, so uh, so three WS had some charming on-air personalities in the past. Which one of these is them? A. Bumper Morgan, B. Benson Granado, C. Tim Phyllis, D. None of the above. Shane had said A. Bumper Morgan, and the correct answer is A. Bumper Morgan. That's, Shane's on the board. That's radio name, baby. BBK one-year anniversary episode. Can proves t- to be uh, pretty good for you so far.
1: What was your uh story behind your other two names?
0: um b was exactly what you said i just changed the first name okay (laughs) glad that worked out and c tim Phyllis, was on another radio station okay so kind of a fake guy in there Fake
1: guy i'm a fake guy
0: i didn't really uh i didn't really do well with that question so uh right off the bat you have a a point starting early here uh talking about 3ws penguins are on 3ws for a while Penguins were the Pittsburgh Penguins were and on TWS for a while. We have some
1: Pittsburgh Penguins heat. That's something that you found today, mm-hmm. but has also been in my closet, at my parents' house for like at least thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a '80s Nutmeg brand Pittsburgh Penguins uh, sweatshirt. Uh, let me tell you about Nutmeg for a little bit.
0: Yeah, talk about some Nutmeg,
1: baby. <laughs> nutmeg, um, not only made clothes, but they sold designs.
0: Okay, I didn't so know that. So that's
1: why, like, we have a ton of shirts lately that have nutmeg designs on them with a different brand. Mm-hmm. But they had, like, really good graphic designers, and they would just essentially, like, when an artist sells Oh, their, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, they would sell to companies, and the companies could just print it on whatever they had. And I guess that's what they do with the shirts in there. But this is straight up nutmeg. I think that's kind of why nutmeg um, sweatshirts go for a little bit more money. Because they're a little bit more rare. Um, gold tag. Gold tag means it's from the 80s. They switched to white in the 90s. But let's get back to the Penguins. Yeah, for sure. They used to be called the Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates? Mm-hmm. They started out as the Pirates um, in the 30s. They weren't part of any real league, but they were called the Pittsburgh Pirates. They had yellow jerseys with black striping. Um, That's pretty dope. Yeah and they actually had a Pittsburgh pirate pirate who played for the pirates the baseball team come over holy crap and have a little like doopsie doodle around mm-hmm. Do you want to know his name i would love to know what that man's name are is are you right? it's 1937
0: is it benson granado no
1: no okay that benson's a very tawdy name you think now so now that i think about it yeah, yeah you that's yeah. like something you'd come up with <laughs> um He's just the, goofing around, huh? The year is uh, the year of our Lord nineteen thirty-seven, and yeah, a man leaves Pittsburgh Pirates baseball practice to go see the Pittsburgh Pirates hockey team. That person being Johnny Dickshot, really? Pittsburgh Pirates outfielder.
0: Why? Did and I have think a picture
1: of him right here, Johnny Dickshot. Johnny Dickshot. So he had the opportunity. To just go say hi and have fun.
0: To have the, say hi and have fun. I like that.
1: But that's now my uh, favorite baseball slash hockey viewer of all time. Mm-hmm. Johnny Dickshot. We've had a lot of good names come through in the Pittsburgh Penguins too, though.
0: We have. We have. In, what in, have we had? In, uh, well, uh, my favorite was, and I think you know who my favorite penguin was, Darius Kasparaitis. That's a good one. Uh,
1: big, slow Russian defenseman. Mm-hmm. Just huge. Honking man. Wonderful player. Alexi Kovlo was sick. Yeah. Marty Straka was sick. Mm-hmm. Luke Robotai, who was in sudden death, is sick. Yeah. He played a little bit for the Penguins and then he went and played for, uh, I don't know where he went. He played for the Kings for a while.
0: Very famous Yarko Rutu.
1: Ziggy Palfi, baby. Oh, Ziggy Palfi. My very first Penguin game I remember going to, uh, we lost four to one to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Only person who scored Ziggy Palfi, Like there you three are. minutes left.
0: Ziggy was there for you.
1: Uh, but this one specifically, what we're talking about, our sweatshirt, is from specifically, as I can say specifically as many times as possible, nineteen eighty-eight. Oh,
0: so I was one. I was one
1: when you were one.
0: Did I ever tell you about? I maybe I did, maybe I didn't. The time where uh, I I messed up, my nose got fucked. No, i at, at never a,
1: told me. You've never told me about your nose getting fucked.
0: Yeah, was um, it at a penguin game? At a penguin game, my oh, nose yeah. got fucked. Well, I was. It got fucked on the way there. Okay. And then I was called a liar by a paramedic. Sick. Um. So it was not dramatic whatsoever. Uh, me and my boy, we had tickets to see the, <laughs> the Pittsburgh hockey penguins. At at the time, it was. At the uh, Civic Arena, which was the, also a circle, which is also sir, the Mellon Arena, it was it was the last couple years of the Mellon Arena's yeah. existence, which is our old hockey arena. And what, like maybe T- like, seven, eight years ago, we got a two thousand
1: nine, it got demolished, or two
0: thousand ten, something around that. So we have uh, PPG Paints now, but the old one, the Civic Arena. Um, so we got tickets, and I remember it was against the Rangers, and I actually can't remember if we won or lost. Um, So we parked in uh, one of the the Pittsburgh parking garages. As you know, they're terrible, all of them. They're bad. Um, Well, we were packed in like sardines. That's fair. Okay. And the ceiling was, uh, well, it wasn't much bigger, taller than this ceiling. Anyway, you know me, I'm out in outer space all the time. So we're walking. I have my hands in my pockets, like my, my nose down to the ground. And I'm walking out of the entrance of the parking garage and, uh, do you know that the, uh, the thing that goes up and down when you get tickets? Yes. Like you put, Oh, you got bopped is? in the nose. Um, so the, the, when I went by the ticket booth, the thing came down and, and, and it just got me on the tip of my nose. Like it could have been a lot worse cause it could have chopped me in the head, but it came down and like just got me in the tip of my nose. And, um, I'm not a person who's, uh, Uh, my, my, I don't get like my nose for some reason just doesn't bleed a lot. Like I've broken my nose before and it bled, but not like not even that much. And for some reason it just popped me enough that it just went... And uh, it, it, it just – it made the weirdest noise because it was like the, the damn bar coming down right on my known bo- – my, my known bone. My, <laughs> the bone zone. My nose bone. Yes. And so it just popped me, and I was like, shit. And I was like – we were walking on our way to the, the hockey arena, and it was like – because this was a block away or so. So we get to the – because I'm like, well, I have to like clean up a little bit. Um, and it hurt um, too, but yeah. Um, so I was like, well, we might as well just go to the arena because there's no, let's just go to the arena and I'll just wash up there. And so I go to the arena and yeah, okay. So I'm stopped from going in. Yeah.
1: This guy's got a bloody ass (laughs) nose.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was with my friend and they were just like, well, what happened? And I was just like. I was in the parking garage about a block away and I walked under the thing that comes down by the ticket booth and it just caught me on the very tip of my nose. And the guy was like that didn't happen. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, man, it happened." He's like, "You can tell me if he hit you." And I was like, "No, he didn't hit me. I I, I got Look hit." Look at my nose. Yeah, like can't you see it's like a like a chopping motion and he and he, yeah, he he thought that my friend and I got in some type of altercation and my friend hit me in the nose and he would not let, he, he, he just kept saying like, no, you could, you could say what you want to say. It's fine. Like we, and I'm like, that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. That's honestly what happened. So through all that, um, I got a, a, a penguin's tea A uh, black uh, penguins (laughs) penguins (laughs) tee because uh, the guy, I don't know if they were just giveaway tees like the night before, but the paramedic just had like six or seven, and he was just like, here, you could, yeah, you could have one. You could have one. You got bopped in the nose. I got bopped in the nose. So I walked in uh, to the, the stadium, and I went straight to the bathroom and cleaned myself up, and I just had a little notch on the top of my nose from that thing. Hit me and then I went to the seat and I met the people I was seeing the game with and it was the same thing. They, I was, they were like, where were you? And I'm like, I got bopped in the nose by the ticket thing. And they were like, you didn't get bopped in the nose by t-. I was like, I swear to God, I got bopped in the nose. I got attacked <laughs> just on the baby, little the baby, baby tip of my nose. little baby nose. But it was just so funny because like your nose, I have a big nose, no doubt. But I'm saying like your nose doesn't stick out that much from your person. I mean, it depends person to person. I guess so, but I'm saying yeah. I understand my nose sticks out a little more, but I'm saying like I'm not saying you got a giant fucking nose. But could you imagine if it like popped me in the glasses or like the
1: fucking forehead? Out of the
0: forehead, it just got my very tip of my nose. So that's anyway. That's my three rivers, not my three rivers. Well, well, my let's Pittsburgh reel it penguins. back into penguin talk. Yeah, throw it back into paint. What peng- a story! I
1: guess we can segue into my question. Yeah, then. get into your question. Uh, penguins, Pittsburgh hockey. Uh. They came into the official NHL in 1967 as part of the six-team expansion. Okay. So they were added on to the original six. Did you know, here's a little fun fact for you, the Bruins, when mm-hmm. the Penguins wanted to come in, we're fine with the Penguins coming in, but in the 70s when the Penguins wanted to switch to black and gold, Bruins like, uh-uh, Ooh. can't do that. We were blue, right? colors. We were blue yeah. for like eight years. Mm-hmm. And then we just wanted to go straight up black and gold, match everything else in there, uh-uh. Can't do that. We look like that. Can't be doing <laughs> that. And uh, we ended Cam Neely's career after. That was fine.
0: Oh, okay. Do we, like, hurt him about uh, Cam it?
1: Neely was hit by Ulf Samuelson. I. Th- it's got to be probably the 91 season, I think. Maybe 92, a little Cup bit season? later, probably. It might be a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Cam Neely, never the same. Cam Neely made a uh, cameo appearance in Dumb and Dumber.
0: I do know that actually. Sea bass. I do. Yeah. Kick Who's his ass. Who's the dead man that hit me with the salt shaker? Kick his ass. Sea bass. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Got to say. The dead say, man that hit me with the salt shaker. I love. I love Dumb and Dumber. It's I, pretty good. I'm a big fan of um, it. Um,
1: my partner Michaela hates it.
0: Why? Hates it. That's why.
1: Uh, hates uh Jim Carrey. Why? I don't know. Why? She hates Jim Carrey. Well, he's a narcissist. But, but that's
0: f- who isn't anymore? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but
1: it's Jim Carrey. I don't have an issue with him. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's fine. Fuck he's off, cool. Fuck
1: off, Michaela. Jim Carrey's yeah. sick. Yeah, it's we'll a one-year the- anniversary of Brick Body Yeah, Kids. fucking Jim Carrey. Damn. Uh, but, however, the penguins were not always going to be named the penguins. Oh, in they weren't. In 1967, the Post-Gazette did a, uh, viewer su- or a reader submission where 365 people put in suggested names for the penguins.
0: Oh pretty cool. The the Paul Coffey's one of them? No. The Pittsburgh Paul Coffee. This is
1: 1967. Paul Coffee was four. Oh. Well, you know, you never know. Uh how so three hundred and sixty five people submitted names. Yeah. The trend of those names was non threatening animals. Just like a bunch of giant bitches. (laughs) Yeah. Giant a bunch of little little babies. Uh huh. Uh so which one of these names was not a suggest, or which one of these names was a suggested name but no, but rejected eventually? Mm-hmm. But which one of these was a suggested name that a reader sent in? Got it. A, the Pittsburgh Puffins.
0: Pittsburgh Puffins. B,
1: the Pittsburgh Grouse.
0: The Grouse. Pittsburgh. Grouse. And Ruffled
1: is in parentheses, like they kind of <laughs> want it, but not really.
0: Ruffled Grouse in parentheses.
1: Uh. C, Pittsburgh Pussycats. Pittsburgh Pussycats. Or D, none of the above. Well, those both seem pretty... In 1967, what one of these names or a reader-suggested name? Those
0: are all crazy.
1: A, the Pittsburgh Puffins. B, the Pittsburgh, parentheses, ruffled, parentheses, or Close parentheses, ruffled, grouse.
0: C, the
1: Pittsburgh Pussycats. Or Dina D, none D, none
0: of the above. Ron Francis was another cool penguin I liked. One of the best center <laughs> one of the best centers in the business. Um, John Leclair. Sick. Old ass John LeClair. I always decrepit. forget he played for the penguins. For <laughs> for like a I year always and a continuously forget. And in and, and when I was at that game, I think like ten like yeah, ten, twelve years ago, I think is when Leclerc played for Penguin. It was, it was, was.
1: before two thousand and eight, yes.
0: Yeah. I think he even might have been in. Um mm-hmm. I like the Pittsburgh Pussycats. I could kind of see that being a thing back there in the 60s. The ruffed grouse thing <laughs> seems a little edgy for my taste. Um, the ruffled grouse is the state bird of Pennsylvania. Yeah, that is true. We kind of loved it. I didn't open two cans of Polar 100% natural He's really seltzer. evading the
1: question, folks.
0: Uh, raspberry lime. Pol- I opened two cans of seltzer, and I plan on getting this one right. Uh... I'm gonna go. Uh, usually say I, I'm gonna go with my gut, but I'm gonna go with my can. <laughs> and my can says, "See the Pittsburgh Pussy Cats were an." Uh, how does that? What the Pittsburgh Pussy? But cats. How does the see, can tell you? See the can knows things. Well, the can's right. The can is right. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just, I think I've just heard that before. Have you? I think you? I've just heard it before. Yeah. Um. Now, obviously, penguins were one of those names, yeah. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it did work out for us. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What well, What do you think would have happened if our professional hockey team was called the Pittsburgh Pussycats? I don't know. You think the Republicans been... would be really mad? Yeah, I guess so. Um, there's a There's a cool wrestler. Her name is Alley Cat. That's good. And um, that's like c- someone's name. Yeah. Um, well, her full name is Allison Housecat. But what the? F- wait, hold oh, no. no, no. <laughs> well, like, Allie Cat' actual name is—is is that like the kayfabe name? Uh, her name is Allison Housecat. Allie Cat. I don't
1: believe that that's real.
0: And um, she does not like it if you don't rub her belly. She'll get in a wrestling match, and you got to rub her belly before you do it. And some people are like, "I'm not rubbing your belly," and she's like, "Look, gotta rub it. Rub my belly, and then the fancy rubber belly." And then she gets real mad because the, the opponent didn't, and then she just attacks them. Um, so when you said uh, Pussycats, I was like, Alley Cat, very sick. GCW Star, look into it.
1: <laughs> All right, well,
0: uh, so one, one, one one one. That was one. cute. We're getting there. We don't normally have this high-scoring affair. No, this, th- there's some extra exci- excitement in the room. Um, okay, so our, my next find. Drugs. Uh yeah, it's a it's a it's a drug company and it was actually another t shirt that was found while thrifting by our very own brick body Shane Becker.
1: Heidelberg and, been fine.
0: And what we're taking a look at is is a vintage nineteen ninety-four Thrift Drug Classic race shirt. Now the Thrift Drug Classic, I have some information On what that is. But uh, this is, yeah, like a large white t-shirt. The graphic is a big square on the back. It has a uh, a cyclist on his bike. He's a bicyclist. He's bicycling. And it says Pittsburgh, 94 in red, and then Thrift Drug Classic. Uh, Some info about Thrift Drug, because that's a very Pittsburgh thing. Uh, Thrift Drug was founded in 1935, and Eckerd became its successor. And then now Eckerd is now... Uh yeah, Rite Aid. Yep, and that's that's still around here. And um, in in it actually, Thrift Drug itself could be seen in the 1977 classic.
1: Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. The
0: 1977 classic.
1: Uh, Soylent Green. The
0: 1977 classic, Slap Shot.
1: Close. Oh yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Thrift Drug is Very in cool. Slap Shot. Yeah. Another
1: uh. My dad fact—he's just friends with those guys. Yeah, the three like the three dudes.
0: I you had said that before, but I thought you were gonna say like fun fact. My dad loves thr- love thrift
1: drug. He probably loves thrift drug too. Ultimate Holy Trinity Plaza from Pittsburgh in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived right by it. It was in uh, South Park, Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, yep. a suburb of Pittsburgh. Uh, it had a Coons Grocer. It had an Ames department store hell yeah in an Eckerd
0: hell yeah yeah
1: and I it was a thrift drug and then an Eckerd yeah and then I turned into like a Home Depot Lowe's situation Mm
0: -hmm. well I remember um do you remember um when Rite Aid kind of took control of thrift drug and they did like how we see like puffy print on t-shirts yeah well they did like puffy sign they had like this big bubble of a blue sign Mm -hmm. that just like it jetted out from yeah. the building for no reason, yeah. and it looked hysterical. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Everyone a lot of fun. had so
1: much fun before it turned like 2005, and then fun. And then was everyone over. was just. Sad.
0: Fun's over.
1: Fun's over, nine eleven happened.
0: Nine uh nine eleven happened and Bright Eyes put out their first album. Mm. And that was just sad moments Slow after. Slowdive
1: broke up for a little bit. Yeah. That's Fuck, not good dude. times. God damn.
0: The Pixies were gotten a b- big big fight. Band, yeah. The Pixies.
1: No one no one gives them any credit. They're from my own UMass. They have a song called UMass, Massachusetts.
0: I saw them live. Very cool. Front row. Cool. In, in Pittsburgh, not Massachusetts. Rex? No, um this was their re- reunion tour in like the mid 2000s. So they had like a year where they didn't So AE? Uh no, this that was That was not even close. Um on in Station Square in Pittsburgh, which Did is the
1: uh, that like big like parking lot
0: concert yeah, thing? Yeah. I uh, the Chevy the Chevy Amphitheater they called that it. That what that
1: was just genuinely a parking lot and people went? Yeah. I forgot that that was a music venue. Yeah. I, for some reason in my head thought that was just like a thing they did every once in a while. Yeah. It's a whole ass venue.
0: It was, I think it was called the Chevrolet amphitheater and it was across the shore from downtown Pittsburgh and it was just a giant parking lot in a stage in a stage. And then you just, they just put this giant covering over it Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, you just walked in and paid money and that's where I saw him. And that's, uh, I believe that after that venue, that's where they put our soccer field. Yeah. That's where our soccer field is. That I think it's just called Highmark Field, right?
1: Highmark, whatever. Yeah, that's and where it's the Riverhounds river play. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, so that's uh, that's where I saw that, but the Thrift Drug Classic, very interesting. Don't
1: are you is your question going to be about who won the Thrift Drug Classic in 1994?
0: It's going to be related to that, but it's going to be way easier.
1: Uh, okay, I was going to put. I was just going to pick the most Pittsburgh sounding name. Yeah.
0: Um, so the Thrift Drug Classic was a, in quotes, world-class bike event, and that was held in Pittsburgh between the years of 1991 and 1997. Our particular t-shirt is from 1994.
1: Smack dab right in the middle.
0: And it had the distinction of serving as a trial event for the 1996 U.S. Olympic cycling team.
1: Damn. Okay. So it got We some, had some heads here.
0: Yeah. Um I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of him before oh, Lance Armstrong. Um but uh, Lance Armstrong, Lance Armstrong <laughs> alert,
1: hot dog alert.
0: <laughs> hot dog alert. Lance Armstrong participated in the event. Mm. Um he was what, probably 20? Um a young guy. Yeah, and he I'm was a young guy. He, and he was kind of in his prime, but that actually leads to my question. Um, how many testicles does Lance Armstrong have? D, none of the above. <laughs> um. So Lance Armstrong graced Pittsburgh's roads and participated in the Thrift Drug Classic four times, 1992 through 1995. How many of those races did Lance Armstrong win? Two. Now... So, he was involved for four years. Yeah. Right? Can't win them all. So, I can't have a none of the above answer, because I was going to say one, two, three, or none of the above. Okay. But none of the above would be four. Yeah. So, uh, or, in the other case, it would be two, three, four, and then none of the above would be one. So, it's just, you just got to pick a letter. So, how many races of the Thrift Drug Classic did Lance Armstrong win? A-1. B, 2, C, 3, D,
1: all of them, 4. I completely forgot that you were doing your question. That's why I just said 2 like that. Yeah. I thought you were just having, like, just talking.
0: Oh, no, yeah, I knew that. That's why I just kept going. That's my fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, A, 1, B, 2, C, 3, D, 4. How many? 2. <laughs> You're going to stick with 2? I, like,
1: I think B seems, I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. It just feels good in my
0: brain so uh lance armstrong participated in four thrift drug classics here in pittsburgh 92 through 95 how many of those races did he win shane says he won two races he went with b2 the other options are a1 c3 d4 and if i had to guess 93 and 95 you won oh okay well that's actually uh that's not too bad but uh the correct answer here Yes. is C. He won three of the four races Unfortunate. that he participated in. And fun fact, um, so it was 92, 93, 94. Uh, he participated in 1995 and just de- like destroyed everybody. But at the end of the race, he let his teammate finish with a half-wheel lead. Why? Because so, uh, he won the thing three times. So he was like, like I'm going to be on steroids anyway eventually. Yeah, um, but then unfortunately, yeah, he was diagnosed with cancer the year after, and then when he wa- once he recovered from cancer is it, the, the he thr- just pumped it up. The thrift drug classic was, <laughs> the,
1: yeah, <laughs> it was
0: dead at that point. Pumped but it up, it's crazy. So he just let somebody beat him.
1: Yeah, sometimes you just gotta. Yeah, because he's guess. just like
0: I won this three times.
1: You talk about the Olympics though. Yeah, I did. We have some Olympic hockey heat in front of us.
0: Oh, let's get to our next find. Shane's find. Getting really good with the segues.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm priding myself. You got on it. That. You got it. So I found this. Uh, I'm
0: gonna today. talk to my seltzer can see if it gives me the answers. I don't like that. Yeah.
1: You said you like this. Mm-hmm. I said I like this. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Found this today. It's a 1996 USA Hockey blue and red striped sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Doing a lot of clothes. We do a lot of clothes in this show. It's kind of fun. Oh BBK one year. Oh BBK whatever. Mm-hmm. BBK, BBK, a thousand years BBK. A thousand years BBK. Uh, made by the soul of sport, mm. a clothing company from the 90s. Wasn't yeah. around too long. Um, this is super heavyweight. Yeah. A lot more stripies than I thought was happening on this. Yeah. Got There's some shoulder boys. Yeah, it's red, white, and blue. Got some red stripes could, on the blue shoulders. Could the two sleeves on, or the two stripes on the sleeves stand for their two gold medals? Yeah, that could Na- be it. 1980 and
0: 1960.
1: Ooh. They have one silver medal in yeah, 2010 and in 2002. So they have two silver medals. I was I'd like to have that. any medals. I was doing my uh, research earlier, and mm-hmm. I forgot one of my favorite jerseys of all time is the uh, 1996 USA Hockey uh, World
0: Hockey Champions jersey. Do I know it? No, probably not. These all are right. he's showing it to me now.
1: Made by Nike, so you know it's going to be a banger.
0: I have seen those, but I haven't seen those in years. I remember seeing those. Uh, I remember, well, yeah, I remember the, the Olympics themselves, but... Those jersey- jerseys were tight because it has that. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning jersey uh, reminds me of this. Now it's a different color scheme, but the Tampa Bay Lightning jersey that we play with on NHL two thousand seven with the stuff on the bottom of it. You talking about the Islanders or the? Have I did I do that again?
1: Maybe. Remember
0: when? Remember the day where we confused the Islanders and the Lightning with, and then it we was con- the Lightning
1: and the uh, Sharks. Sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: 1996,
1: these jerseys were part of the line that Nike did that were called the Flags of the World line. All of the teams had jerseys like that. The jersey I just showed Toddy is a USA white jersey that has some silver and red stripies on the bottom with some stars. Kind of looks like the American flag. Yeah. Uh, American flag-esque. Canada had a really sick one. It had their flag on the bottom of it. I remember Slovakia is being super cool. They did their flag wavy on the bottom, but also... Had a little bit of gradient going, so it mm-hmm. went from, like, red to blue with a flag on the bottom, which was really cool. So
0: all of these jerseys, from what I understand, they had some something with the bottom of the like jersey. Like a waving flag. That would be sick.
1: Finland's was cool. Russia's was whatever. Finland seemed like that would be Finland a has a history of, like, very cool hockey jerseys. Yeah. Um, probably w- some of my favorite designs. Well, Finland. Team Solani was It's also, on. like,
0: a great color scheme for mm-hmm. a gradient to run, too. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. uh sweden had some good ones they have some good jerseys every once in a while um made me realize none of my favorite hockey players like ever were american but we're back to the usa hockey uh 1996 led by mike modano dallas of dallas stars fame dallas stars fame and north stars fame in the Mm -hmm. beginning um you can tell my
0: hockey knowledge is like that six year span
1: yeah, it's very funny yeah, half the time. Because we like, play in Seven, you're like, I know all these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But only from because they were because playing they are specifically one. Yeah, right there. Yeah. So we have a little bit of USA hockey uh-huh. in the question today. Yeah. Um USA hockey. Mm-hmm. Most famous upset of all time. Nineteen eighty against the Russian national team. A lot of people don't realize that was just a semifinal game. It wasn't, it wasn't a even big the championship. One. Mm-hmm. They played Finland. I think that was one of my old questions, is I asked you who do they play in the championship game. Yes, you did. They played Finland. Yes,
0: you did. And I said I think Sweden. Yes. That's what I think I believe I did.
1: It was considered one of the greatest upsets of all time because they weren't allowed to use NHL and professional players. They had to use college guys.
0: And they still did, a, did the diddle. Yeah, they did the diddle. In the diddle. semifinals.
1: So, since they had college players, my question is, at an, in what year were professional NHL players allowed to participate in the Olympics? A, 1998. B, 1992.
0: C, 1988. Or D, none of the above. So, A, 1998. B, 1992. C, 1988. D, none of those years. Now, when you first said the question, well, when you first were talking about it, how you said it was only college players who weren't allowed NHL players, and in my head I said, well, that were that was soon to change. That was soon to change. So I believe that it is a nineteen ninety eight. But I'm going to before I say final answer, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to try to think uh, in terms of who was who was around. In the late 90s, that I may have seen on TV not play for their traditional teams. Um, Now, and you could cast out this question. I have a question, and you could cast it out. It'd be fair if you did. But was there any type of complaint in 1996 that people were like, these are just college, these are, this is college level people?
1: That was a complaint. Yeah. Eventually.
0: Yeah, but was it enough to change the spectrum? To put it
1: in perspective, in 1988, the U.S. national team placed fifth. The 1992, the U.S. national team placed third. In 1998, the U.S. national team placed fifth.
0: Okay. Well, I got to say... I'm going to stick with my answer. I'm going to say A-1998 is when they allowed NHL players to play in the Olympics. Final answer. The answer is A-1998. It's the can. Two points. Two can on the... Look at that. Two can on the 3WS shirt. I got two cans I'm drinking out of. So I got two points and two questions. Two cans. I'm a happy little guy. Two cans, but I got me a few on. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I got two points, and I'm excited. It's BBK one year anniversary, so hopefully I could uh, um, keep this going in Act Three. Um, act Two, we got a, a bunch of stuff going on, but before we get to that, um, I have to say that some uh, memories that I have of Brick Body Kids for one year, we talked about Thriftathon, we talked about us uh, uh,
1: showing up to a summer party thinking it's a summer party and wearing fun colorful things. Yeah. And it was just like a bunch of punks.
0: Yeah. Um and that clip of us uh of, of us at that party um was the first time that well it was posted as a full episode. That was your first your first thrifty episode <laughs> was,
1: was the thrifty excursion.
0: Was the thrifty excursion and then I asked you to go to a a party which you fit in very well at and
1: barely, not even. I well, got yelled I, I, at by a man throwing a hammer.
0: I do, I'm saying you fit in in the sense of like you were. No, you, it just worked. You you probably you acted like I did that night because I was like, I at least I have someone to hang with. Yeah. And we recorded on a, uh, a a back porch. But I wanted to say that over the year, I have appreciated your friendship. I've appreciated your company.
1: Oh, this is so nice.
0: Um, I've appreciated working with you. Um, and I think when we first started working together, I think we kind of felt like it just would work. Uh, we have some uh, – with that said, we have some heavy uh, bus- business to attend to. So um, talking about hockey, now when we get together to post-process uh, clothes for Brick Body Kids, uh, post online, all that fun stuff, take some pictures – we like to play some PlayStation Two. PS Two. Uh, fun fact: There, uh, we played Hot Shots Golf Four a lot, and we also play NHL Two Thousand Seven, which we have found out is actually a PlayStation Three game. <laughs> it was
1: just backwards that year too, because they released it for both, because that's when the PlayStation Three was released.
0: So we have not played; we had not played NHL Two Thousand Seven on the PlayStation Three. Uh, we've only played it on the PlayStation 2, and it is different on 3. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's much nicer. Uh, so we, we just stuck to that. But we, we play back and forth, and we uh, thought of an idea that we both were going to create a user team. My team that I created uh, was the Houston Hogs. <laughs> and your best defenseman, your best forward, and your goalie are. Um, so in my opinion... In my opinion, and I'm the coach here. I'm the coach here. I think uh, my best offensive player would be uh, Paul Correa. Um, my best, uh, well, li- a little asterisk there. Your defense is not good. Um, a little asterisk there. Um, my defense is fine. Don't worry <sighs> about my defense. It's fine. Um, my favorite defender that I have, uh, we each created a user player. And mine, I made Jeff Moose. And he's not overrated. He's an 82. We made middle of the pack guys. Yeah, we didn't supersize these guys. Um, we both made guys the equivalent of an 82 overall, but we uh, specifically moved the sliders to what we wanted in a player. And Jeff Moose, I put uh, I wanted him to be number 19. Um, when the game started, it said his na- his number was 43, so it couldn't have been different. <laughs> it couldn't have been different. Um and then my goalie, Rick DiPietro, we're
1: just going to bypass the fact that Mr. Bones, not Mr. Bones, that's my creative player, yeah. Jeff Moose is a pylon.
0: Yeah. Ah. Oh, well, that's a rumor. He's a um, pylon. There's rumors out there that Jeff Moose is all checking. Not it, even. And no, in, time. so that the Can't ru- get there. The rumors are that there is actually, he's bad. <laughs> 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 that's actually the true rumor going around. But Jeff Moose can check. Um, but the 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 known issue that's been spoke about in the locker room is uh, his during his endurance is his slider in for endurance is way down.
1: Maybe we have to go back and like tweak our guys a little bit.
0: I don't know. I think I kind of wanna. I think we just do it. Um, but all the right, Houston Hogs play in the Hog Pen. Um, in Houston they got brown jerseys, got a little cartoon pig on it. Uh, so far we've played each other four times. Yeah. And each time the home team has won, um Shane is uh he's uh inviting me to his arena. The bones for bone. for uh for act two today. But why don't why don't you tell the listeners about the Tulsa Force? The Tulsa
1: Force. Uh I stole the name Force from a arena football team. I don't remember where they're from. Uh I'm sure
0: they're defunct.
1: Uh, they're, the AFL is defunct now. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, Tulsa Forest, let's talk about them, yeah. huh? Spearheaded by Captain Sidney Crosby. On the top line with Hank Henrik Soderberg, mm-hmm. and just King. some random King. man that I'm pretty sure is a game developer because the game developers King. put themselves in as free agents. Eric Chartrand. Now, 79 overall, 99 speed, 99 acceleration. He's fast as fuck.
0: I was hoping we would not get into Eric Chartrand talk because while we were drafting our team while we were drafting our team we had uh, different levels of drafts so you can't just go in there and draft everybody rated 97 like we had different tiers of drafting and Eric Chartrand I knew of Eric Chartrand why because I have just this funny little diddly do. Uh, season, or dynasty mode, I made dynasty mode, and I'm playing dynasty mode, and I just cut all the real-life penguins, just because I just want, I wanted the jersey, and I wanted to build my own Pittsburgh franchise, and there was a game developer, there's about four or five game developers that are just in the free agents list, and Eric Chartrand was one of them, and I signed him, and he is a megastar, absolute megastar, so while we were drafting these teams, I was like, I'm going when we get to these tiers of players. I'm going to draft Eric Chartrand, but the problem with that is, um, I did not know that Shane was also going to deep dive into the free agents. So, not only we're drafting like under 80s at this point, right? But I just deep dive, I just didn't know that you would go to the free agent list. So he had, and this, this, I wouldn't even call it a steal. This was very clean. But Eric Chartrand was drafted by the Tulsa Force and not the Houston Hogs. And the problem with that is, is I sent him a text. I sent as the GM and head coach of the Houston Hogs. I said, Eric, if you're there, I'll come get you. I'll come draft you. And was little there, did I know. And I came and called him. Little did I know.
1: He probably has the most points for my team in the games that we've played.
0: He's incredible. He's pretty fast. He's it's just the, fast. And In NHL 07, if you're fast, you're that's gone. It. It, honestly, in all sports games, if you're a burner, you, you're you the like, top five. Yeah. Like, like you, That's that's just how it the is. the
1: 10-minute mark in each period, your team turns to mush.
0: And Eric Chartrand doesn't. No. He just gets to regular speed.
1: Yeah, which is still
0: fast. Yeah. So that's an unfortunate uh, situation for myself because I wanted him. I knew about him. I had him written down. I was going to grab him, and Shane did.
1: And uh, the Tulsa Force are also led by my created player, Mr. Bones.
0: Mr. Bones Uh, is on the force. I thought
1: he was going to be a lot better. We both thought our guys were going to be a lot better. Yeah. Not really. No. No, they're kind of bad. My uh, goalie, Mm -hmm. Kari Lettinen. Of the a young one. Atlanta Thrashers. Then uh, Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. He's not great.
0: Well, I mean, he, he has, has
1: games where he just does not want to play.
0: He has, yeah, he has some moments there, and it's one of those things. As a head coach, maybe you don't want to play him back to back. Maybe Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, you want to get you know Sunday, sub him out. Uh huh. But when he's on, he's on, and when he's off, he's off, and we've he's seen so streaky. in our series, we have seen him be on. We've seen him be way off. And we've seen him be off. Um, So I I guess that's enough setting this up. So what we're going to do is here, we're going to to set this up. I'm going to mic it up, and you're going to uh, hear us play the game, but um, I'm going to cut out absolutely everything that isn't uh, just goals. Or something fun. Or something fun. But mostly goals. So act two today will be – Goal highlights from uh, the Houston Hogs uh, at the Tulsa Force. The series right now is tied two to two. Now it's not a best of seven series; it's a best forever series. You don't win; you just you, there's more games. So uh, it's two to two. Shane has the opportunity here to uh, uh, well beat me and my plan is to drag him through the mud like a typical hog (laughs) would.
1: i didn't like that at all he stared me in my eyes as he walked into the
0: bone zone and said he was going to put me in dirt we'll see you live in act three thrifty podcast stay tuned Hockey Night in Pittsburgh As a part of Brickbody Kids' first anniversary episode of Thrifty Brickbody Shane Becker and myself, Toddy Tondera, created two custom NHL 2007 teams to go to war with one another I created the Houston Hogs Shane created the Tulsa Force. And these rosters we drafted accordingly. Now we didn't want all 90 plus overall players. We wanted an even squad and an even matchup between the two of us. So we had different tiers. So not everybody is a top tier player there's some mid-card talents in there, and there's some jobbers bringing up the rear, but hopefully those players on the lower lines could progress and their stats could go up, but we had a bunch of everybody. Now, we each created a custom player as well that wasn't a real player that we signed. My player was defenseman Jeff Moose. Shane's player was wingman Mr. Bones and when Mr. Bones was created his eyelids were put over his eyes now how could he play hockey we're gonna find out so before this we were quite excited to put our created players on our created teams along with some NHL veterans and NHL upstarts to see if our franchises could come together we played each other four times before this recording Each of those competitions, the home team came out victorious. Shane won twice at home, and the Houston Hogs, coached by me, Toddy, we won twice at home. So each of us has two victories. So this was kind of the match to uh, set the stakes here. Who could be ahead in the race and get the first to their third win? The Tulsa Force was on home ice. So this package we've put together today offers some highlights and most importantly, the goals of the Brickbody Kids' first anniversary match. So getting into the first period, things didn't look so hot for the Hogs. The Tulsa Force came out screaming and shooting the puck. This first clip you're about to hear is Andy McDonald being assisted by Hendrik Zetterberg for a shorthanded goal. There was more hogs on the ice than there was the force, and Andy McDonald still put that in. If things couldn't get worse to start this game, future Hall of Famer Sidney Crosby stole a puck and put in an unassisted shorthanded goal. So this game started out with two shorties, Fifteen seconds apart. This first clip is Tulsa Force scoring their first two goals. Shorthanded in my zone, you get the faceoff. Nice shot. Just with the net. Scooped up by Houston to McDonald. Oh! Man, oh Man, no gusto.
1: No gusto. Let's see. When
0: he's that sounds like the goalie, he can just absolutely puts it, it top four. Zid Licky was playing like he had like peanut butter on his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> one, one nothing. One nothing. Shorthand, shorthanded the silver power. He is bleeding. Cool. Cool! <laughs> cool, cool great! Yes, great. Two short-handed goals!
1: gotta be like 15 seconds after each other.
0: Yeah, that one's really. gonna be in the same clip. That one's gonna be in the same clip. do not even gonna cut it. Two short-handed goals in 15 seconds. You have 46 seconds of the power play still. And as it would turn out, those were the only two goals to be scored in the first period. As the second period was underway, the Tulsa force took total control of the game. In this next clip, you will hear Patrick Eves score a goal at 18 16, assisted by the one and only brickbody Shane created, Mr. Bones. Moose it Bones? Bones! Bones! Fuck taken by Zidlicki. Bones. From Mr. Bones,
1: uh, the bonesaw. Oh! I got a real light head. When he lets it fly, it just explodes off
0: his blade. <laughs> this sucks. I thought he just absolutely stung right now. Three zero. The lashings would continue as the Tulsa force put a fourth goal in making it 4-0 to zero over the Hogs. This one by Hank Zetterberg, assisted by Sidney Crosby at 18:33. About to drop the puck. Under two minutes to go in the second half. Hey! <laughs> Henrik Zetterberg from Sidney
1: Crosby! Absolute snipe from the, the face. blue line!
0: Off the face-off from the head head blue head line, head past the man. This sucks, because there hasn't been another game we've played like this, and this is the one. So after two periods of play, the Tulsa force was up 4-0 over the Houston Hogs. The force absolutely dominating up until this point. There is no goal scored by the Hogs whatsoever. But going into the third period... Maybe for Hogs fans, there is some hope. The first goal by the Houston Hogs scored at 3.58 into the third period by their captain, Paul Correa, which, by the way, was also a shorthanded goal. This one assisted by Scott Gomez. Faceoff off one by Gomez. Houston scoops it up over to Ballard. Come on, Ballard, just gun it and run it, you moron. I would have laughed by Char-trand. So. Chartrand again. Okay, just have done no explosion. Come on, Gomez. Gomez. Come on, Gomez. One, Let's go, Paul Correa, short-handed goal. My captain of the Houston Hawks puts one. Listen to that e. heat. He's
1: got great speed and great skill. Crown hates it. And,
0: and the Hogs weren't done there. Though at this point they were down 4 to 1, Scotty Gomez put in another shorthanded goal to make it 4 to 2 at 5:50 assisted by Keith Ballard. It should be known that the first two goals scored by each team were shorthanded. Something to think about. Okay, Gomez, run Gomez, run Gomez, oh, that was, ah, yes, another shorty, so fucking stupid, Scotty Gomez, he didn't even do anything, he didn't do anything, but it went in, (laughs) he cut it off the puck,
1: and my goalie sat there with a puck up his ass, and
0: he put it in, yeah, Scotty Gomez gets hit in front of the net, and the puck trickles in, Forges. The next goal comes with a little story. Now, while we were drafting the Houston Hogs and the Tulsa Force, I myself, Toddy, I have a dynasty mode with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and in the dynasty mode, you have the opportunity to sign what they call free agents, players who are not on any team. Sometimes, the free agents are straight-up fake guys, and they use the game developers' pictures, and names to put in it. One of those game developers goes by the name of Eric Chartrand. Now he's 35 years old, 79 overall, so you wouldn't think that he's the best player in the world, but it turns out he is. I knew of this, I did not know that Shane knew of this, and so while we were drafting our teams, I did want to draft Eric Chartrand because I know of his skills and his ability, and he can do it. Well, guess what folks, that didn't happen. Shane found Eric Chartrand on the free agent list and signed him. Eric Chartrand is as fast as a bottle rocket going up to heaven on the 4th of July. The next goal of the game was scored by Eric Chartran on the power play at 8:31, assisted by Wayne Redden. <sighs>
1: <sighs>
0: oh, Chartran again! Got to got to hit hit the net. Now it's past to to Kobasu. Come on Kobasu. Oh, that would have been that would have been a fire. Oh, oh no. Oh
1: short trip. Error short trip. I need to stop getting up so fast. I'm About to pass out.
0: How, <laughs> out. How does he do it? Good players and good teams. 5-3 toss the force. 5-2. 5-2. Looks like 5-2 update. Fortunately for the Houston Hogs, they were still on their hog cart, speeding forward to the hog finish line. And less than 20 seconds later, Captain Paul Correa put in a goal, assisted by Scott Gomez and Keith Ballard.
1: Uh oh. <laughs> I am gonna
0: get it right back. I am gonna get it right back. It is 5-3 and it is Paul Correa and it is the Houston Hogs. The Hogs aren't dead. Here's an example
1: of Paul Correa's incredible skill. Anaheim
0: knew exactly what they were doing when they drafted him 4th overall in 1993. It's a It's a, yeah, yeah, well, it's a, fun a fact for him. Yeah, 4th yeah, well, yeah, hey, overall something. in 1993 when you're around the, uh, the, the water cooler at work. So the momentum swings back in the Hogs' fashion making the game 5 to 3. And at 13:53, the game switches from 5 to 3 to 5 to 4 with a Brian Gionta ringer, and it was assisted by Pavel Datsuk, making the game Tulsa Force 5, Houston Hogs 4. What a comeback by the Hogs. Their coach, myself, was so excited that I screamed right into the mic and it cut out. So I only have the audio for when I calmed the F down. Shoots
1: and scores! It's just absolutely blew by my AI defenseman that decided
0: to Gianta shoots and scores. It is now a 5-4 hockey Drake game and he's able to get into in Tulsa. Before opponents can get to him. Breakaway by the veteran. In the first two periods of hockey, there were four goals scored all by the Tulsa Force. In the third period alone, there were six goals scored. And this last one, scored by Zach Parise, at 1945, 15 seconds left in the game, assisted by Patrick Eves, seals an incredible win, 6-4, by the Tulsa Force over the Houston Hogs. Up to Korea! Korea. Go Korea!
1: Gomez in front!
0: To, front. To, his team's lead. to Eves. Now it's passed to Ballard. Oh, to with the nail in the goddamn coffin, six to four. With the nail in the coffin. Talk oh, goes, Zach Cats up. Cats up now for sure. Just get the cat is running everywhere for sure now. <laughs> and with that goal scored, it completes our summary. Of the Tulsa Force defeating the Houston Hogs 6-4 And Zach Parise's goal will forever be known as the goal that woke my cat up Congratulations, coach of the Tulsa Force And also, half-business owner of the Brick Body Kids Coach, Shane Becker Back to our show in Act 3 and, uh We got the dub, baby. And uh, so the Houston Hogs came up a little uh, pig short, as they say. Yeah, we came up a little bit force win. Well, I'll 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 say this: um, Toddie got torched. He uh, was
1: getting torched, and then didn't get torched, and then kind of got torched. Some yeah, more. I
0: got kind of got torched at the end. I will say so. When we play games, you and I play games against each other. Sometimes there's a bunch of goals scored, sometimes not. So I was like, oh, it's going to be a fun thing because I could make a collection of clips of all the goals. And for the first two periods of the game, not only was I getting like the mall, like absolutely. You're like, no one's
1: going to hear my voice after this. It's only going to be Shane.
0: Well, it's not not just that. (laughs) It's just like, so there was like no goals on the board. So I'm planning a thing and I'm like, I need goals. I had four. Yeah, four goals after two. That's Um, four goals. And then... I was like, I can't have that. So the third period, I was like, okay, boys, go, boys, go. We need to, we need to do something. So we put some, we put some dingoes in the, in the goal, and uh, I guess, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't come back, and I lost six to four. You to went the down four
1: nothing, came back four two five two five four, six to four. Eric Chartrand.
0: Eric Chartrand, Game winner, baby. Eric Chartrand always is. He's so tiny. He's so tiny, but his he has such a low center of gravity that he's, obviously he's hard to catch up. He does get hit, though. He gets flopped around a bit. If I catch him. If I catch him. If I catch him. Um, so the problem with that is. So we play this game we, we we keep points and in the act three we see who wins the episode but I feel like you've already have a dub on the board that's we should play the second act for points and I keep saying this and Cause then we'd
1: be tied
0: yeah. And so, well, you just straight up beat the Houston Hogs with the Tulsa Force. So regardless if you win or lose the episode, you have that to go home with tonight. You could tell uh, all, all your friends and family, text them up, Tulsa Force, buy a jersey, Eric Chartran, number 96 yeah. or 98, one of the two? One, uh, 96. 96. Mr. Bones is 98. Oh, sick. So uh, well, let's see if I could at least uh, beat you at this. We're going to go vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. And for new listeners to the show, vintage versus modern, we take one of our thrift finds each from our first act, and whether it's a vintage piece or a modern piece, we find something on eBay.com, the website, to find its counterpart, and then we ask the other person its value. So I have two points, Shane has one point. Um, I will say that uh, really the only way that I could truly win this episode and really feel like I got the dub is if I put both of my points on the line for one question. Uh, so I will be putting both points on the line because I'm going to attempt to get four points this episode, and I've done it once before. I, I guess
1: I'll put mine on the line too. Fuck it.
0: Ooh. You should start
1: making people push their points on the board or off the board mm-hmm. before we ask anything.
0: Well, there's a graphic coming up shortly that's going to have all the added up. Is going to have all the added up point totals. So we get that involved. Um, so let's get it. So vintage versus modern. What say you? Uh, I'm going to be using. The very shirt that we have on our eBay page right now. So it's the vintage 90s 1994 Pittsburgh thrift drug classic t-shirt.
1: What we have it up for?
0: What we have it up for.
1: Okay, I know that.
0: Okay, I was hoping you'd forget. Yeah, I think it's
1: $13.99 plus shipping. So that's...
0: (laughs) I was hoping you'd forget. So that's part of it. Uh, Versus the modern CVS bike race shirt from 2008. It's a white ringer tee. It has red rings on it. So a vintage thrift drug bike tee versus a modern CVS 2008. Both are going to be sub-20. Maybe. So we have the vintage 90s. Is the CVS
1: shirt from anything? Or is it just like the CVS bike race?
0: It's the CVS
1: bike race from 2008. Is there a location on the shirt? No. There's just the CVS bike race.
0: Yes, and it has a red person riding a bike, and it matches the ringer tee. It matches the rings on the tee.
1: <sighs> it's like it. It comes down to is the CVS sh- bike shirt gonna be more or less than seventeen ninety? Maybe it's a. Did I say it's a large? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a large. <laughs> it's a large.
1: I think the CVS bike shirt goes for thirteen shipped. Okay. Our shirt goes for seventeen ninety shipped, so I'm going to say vintage.
0: Ooh, so you went with the vintage Thrift Drug Classic from our very own eBay. I wasn't banking on you remembering how much it was, and you're kind of close. Um, so I will say this. Uh, you said vintage. You think vintage is going to hold more value. So our vintage 90s Pittsburgh Thrift Drug Classic bike race shirt um, right now without shipping, 1699. 1699. Do you feel confident that 1699 is still better than you the- didn't
1: do with shipping? No, I didn't do with shipping. We normally do with shipping.
0: Well it didn't sell. We usually do sold. so
1: I feel like that's cheating a little bit if this is less than four dollars of a difference.
0: So to get this question right, the modern shirt would have to be less than sixteen ninety
1: nine. Well, this is silly at this point, well, the, but so I'm the, throwing a protest if I get this wrong. <laughs> you are protesting I'm right protesting now. I'm protesting this result.
0: Officially protesting right now. So the CVS Bike Race shirt from 2008, $14. Throw the Shane protest out. It's fine. <laughs> Shane gets the point. So I have three points. Three points. Shane has three points I have two points. I have already said that I'm putting both of my points on the line. So Shane gets a bonus point there. He has three points. So I either walk out of the Brick Body Kids one-year anniversary episode with four points, or I go to bed with zero, and I lost the hockey game.
1: Ah, Throwing big bagels everywhere. We yeah. talked about the Pittsburgh Penguin sweatshirt that's in my dad's closet. Yep. Uh, Let's talk about that same one on eBay. Okay. vintage Nutmeg 80s Pittsburgh Penguin sweatshirt. So this isn't ours? This is a different one. Cool. Versus Pittsburgh Penguin Sidney Crosby hoodie sweatshirt signed by Bo Bennett. By Bo Bennett? (laughs) By Bo-ass Bennett. This is a Nike, uh, really pretty nice Pittsburgh Penguin Sidney Crosby hoodie. Signed by Bo Bennett, former first-round pick. <laughs>
0: uh, could you imagine being a player and you having to sign somebody else's
1: Just because? Career? I mean, it's Bo Bennett. Yeah. It's not like
0: Bo Bennett didn't have a career. No, he didn't. He just wasn't. He the, the was player. hurt all the time. Yeah, it's just he just wasn't that player. But anyway. he was a former first overall pick. Pick number 19. Okay, so vintage versus modern. The vintage is the nutmeg Pittsburgh Penguins crew neck sweatshirt that not only do we have on our eBay, but your dad has in, your, in his closet. And someone else
1: has on eBay. And
0: somebody else has on eBay versus a Sidney Crosby signed Bo Bennett.
1: <laughs> uh, Sidney Crosby hoodie signed by Bo Bennett Nike.
0: Okay. I'm going to say that the Nutmeg Pittsburgh Penguins on uh, ebay.com, the website, I'm going to say $30, and I'm going to say, for some reason, that the Sidney Crosby signed Bo Bennett. Bo Bennett's signature Sidney Crosby hoodie is $32. I'm going with modern for
1: the game. We'll do vintage first. The vintage Nutmeg 80s Pittsburgh Penguins sweatshirt goes for $32 shipped. Okay,
0: so I'm two bucks off.
1: And the Pittsburgh Penguins Sidney Crosby hoodie signed by Bo Bennett, $13.99 shipped.
0: Oh, no. That's terrible news. (laughs) That is absolutely terrible so news. to
1: gets the bagel in both sections of today's episode. My God, I uh, didn't know that I'd wake up today and. I'm just, Shane Becker. I'm coming at you live from the Toma. It's been a good one.
0: All right. Well, we have to uh, uh, sponsors. Uh, the good job is for me today, folks. The good job is for Brick Body Shane. One years, one year together, and Shane has beat me in hockey today, and also a game I created. Special thanks to Sea Bears from Bluffs, Bluffs Bluffs.Bandcamp.com, the theme to our show for many reasons, alternate reality. Also, something you've never seen before. That's that's the theme to Act 1, our curated thrift haul. Thank you, Steve, for your work, Bluffs.Bandcamp.com. Also, let's get it, Commonwealth Press, CWPress.com, softest shirts in America. I say that, they they don't. don't. CWpress.com. If you go there right now and use the promo code thrifty or thrifty podcast, if you order 50 shirts, you get 12 shirts for free. So, Shane, you kind of took me to school this week, and the home team of our hockey games have won all five games. Is that your
1: excuse, or are you just saying that for fact?
0: Well, I will say it is not my excuse. It is for fact. It's It's also for fun. Well, uh, my excuse is that uh, the Hogs... Um, weren't ready to play because we did play a game off air that I won and they they thought they were done for the day with that victory but unfortunately when the bright lights were on they They fell apart. They always under the bright lights. And them just like me I'm going to get roached. Wear your seatbelt.